Welcome to Ask the Educator, a podcast brought to you by Healthmark Industries. Are you a sterile processing technician or manager? Maybe you work in infection prevention or biomedical engineering. Whether you're a frontline tech, endoscopy tech, OR nurse, or surgical services administrator, you undoubtedly have influence in medical device processing at your facility. In each episode, we speak with experts from the Healthmark Clinical Affairs team, industry leaders, or special guests from the trenches to answer your questions and bring you relevant industry information, equipping you for excellence in medical device processing. My name is Kevin Anderson, and I will be your host. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Ask the Educator podcast. My name is Adam Okada. My co-host, Kevin Anderson, is not able to be here today. So, Kevin, my friend, you are going to be missed. Uh, but we do have a very cool guest on the podcast, Jamie Taran from Proper Manufacturing. Uh, welcome to the Ask the Educator podcast. Hey, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Jamie and I were discussing last week about some ideas about what we could talk about on the podcast today. So today we're going to be discussing supply chain needs and the importance of having multiple vendor partners. So what gave you the idea for this kind of a topic? It's a really cool one. Yeah. So, I mean, we've all experienced supply chain issues, whether it's at work or even personally throughout the pandemic. Um, I don't think we've ever been more aware as a country of where our products are coming from and how quickly something can disappear from the shelf. And in healthcare, this has been highlighted in so many different ways from difficulties getting proper masks to wrap shortages in our field. And unfortunately, we're going to be feeling these, these pains for a little while as the world catches up from the challenges that we've faced. And when you invited me to be on this podcast, I was so excited to be a part of something that Healthmark is producing because as an educator and as somebody who interacts with so many of our mutual end users, I know how important it is for collaboration to be a part of our everyday. And I think that as we move forward, collaboration in products and not only education and the end users are going to have to be working with multiple vendors. And so I want to just have an open conversation about that, about your experiences as a hospital manager and decision maker and as someone who's working in industry now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something that came up, especially during the pandemic, but it's happened before. Also, um, I remember times where wrap shortages happened. I remember times where we couldn't find rigid container filters from our manufacturer. We had to look elsewhere. We had to look outside of what our normal supply chain was. And what I love about this topic is that really this is something we can be kind of proactively looking at doing. Can you explain maybe some of the advantages to having multiple vendor suppliers uh, in your network? Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the reasons why a lot of people work with one vendor is because it's easier or they feel that they can most easily be adaptable working with one rep. They know who to speak with. On the other hand, if that person can't provide you with a given product and you're starting from scratch in a moment of urgency and need, that's going to create a lot more emotional and logistical struggle for you. So from having to figure out who to speak with, whether you trust that person, if they're the right person, to setting up an account, there's so many difficulties of waiting to that final moment 
where if you have ongoing open conversations with all of the different people that are supplying product, whether they're manufacturers, distributors, private labelers, there's so many people in our industry who get product into your hands. Having those conversations in advance will help alleviate that panic moment where maybe your preferred supplier tells you, hey, I've got a back order on something. In that panic moment, I've been there. I remember a time where we had a surgeon who wanted a specific type of instrument uh, we would normally get that from one vendor. That vendor was completely sold out and back ordered for at least six to nine months was what we were told. And that surgeon did not have an instrument. It was broken beyond repair. We did not have any kind of backup supply. So we had to just basically start calling around to different vendors and figuring out where can we find this type of specific instrument at another vendor. But if we had that relationship ahead of time, if we had you know backup instrument suppliers, and honestly, what happened from that was we were able to get contracts with multiple instrument suppliers where, you know, if we ordered a certain amount from them, we got a better tiered pricing. And people don't realize, I think a lot of managers don't realize that your primary vendor, the one you're looking at primarily for certain things, you can have these other backup ones. And as long as you're using them occasionally or up to a certain dollar amount, they can still give you really good pricing. So what do you think there are some steps for facilities like I just talked about having to do that in an emergency situation, but what are steps that people can do like right now to start expanding or diversifying their network of vendor partners? Well, Adam, I just wanted to say you brought up such a great point that many contracts have more than one supplier on them already. So if you're sitting here saying, you know what, I don't even know who's contracted at my facility, that's a great first step to take. Spend some time and look at who's already on contract, what pricing are they offering? If that's something that you ever could end up using or wanting to use, then this is a great time to request some samples. I think that there's a lot of fear from hospital decision makers and end users that if they open a conversation with a company, then they're just going to be bombarded with <laughs> emails and phone calls. And you know the sales reps, kudos to them because that's their role and we all have our different roles here. But I think we are at a point where conversations can be more direct. You don't have to kind of make something up or accept emails that you don't want. You can be very direct and explain that Hey, I heard this podcast. They were talking about having backup vendors, having relationships with multiple vendors. Today, I don't want to buy anything, but I want to understand what you have just in case. From there, other than just doing that baseline outreach of understanding what's already on contract and who you can build relationships with, the other thing that's so key to keep in mind is that so much purchasing goes through distributors. So any disposables that you're working with, I mean, that's a unique uh, situation that you described where you're looking for a very specific surgical instrument that might be direct from a manufacturer, one particular company. But so many products go through your distributors, your Cardinals, your McKessons, et cetera. And so understanding who their suppliers are is also a really great step to know who they can very quickly and easily supply you with products if your preferred supplier or vendor is not available can be enormously helpful in expediting these panicky moments. And it's interesting because you and I come from opposite sides of this, right? I was an SPD manager, used to be a sales rep, right? Yep. And so we kind of have that, that perspective of seeing things from unique perspectives. When, when I was a manager, I know that it was 
having these relationships with sales reps was obviously beneficial. There was things that they could offer. Or when I had a problem, there were people I could reach out to, multiple people that I could reach out to. I remember another example was having a Bookwalter set. And our Bookwalter set was basically not ideally packaged. (laughs) It was sort of sitting in a flash pan all jumbled together. And so I decided for the facility, I said, hey, you know, we need some better packaging solution for this. So I reached out to multiple vendors. I said, hey, give me, I got a Bookwalter set. You got instrument container trays. Give me some quotes. Let me see what the quotes are. And like you said, when you explore those distributors, the distributors do have multiple places that they can source from. So if you're used to say, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, let's say you're used to Cardinal Wrap or whatever it is, and then you say, okay, our Cardinal Wrap's now backordered, your supplier, McKesson, Medline, whoever it is, may be able to give you other options as far as diversifying. So those are the things to look into. Whoever your supplier is, is definitely somebody you want to reach out to and figure out what they can offer you. I think seeing the broad range of who's out there. You're not limited to, if you have a contract with a specific vendor and you're used to them, you're not limited to them. You don't have to buy every single thing from them. You can diversify. There are those options out there. So Jamie, I just wanted to add one last question for you. Anything, uh, final words, final thoughts that you want to leave listeners with about this topic on kind of diversifying your portfolio as a manager? Yeah, I think if someone has one key takeaway here, it's that the companies that they're working with understand it's not going to be tomorrow you're switching over all of your products. I think especially we're facing similar challenges to getting products out the door. So we get it. We understand that at the end of the day, the patient who's in that OR is the most important person in the room, not us not even the seroprocessing techs, right? It's the person who is getting that safe and clean instrument. So if we can all keep that in mind in these conversations and we can remember that even if a rep gets overly excited or even if you feel frustrated that your current supplier, your current rep can't get you what you need or suddenly goes on back order. There are other options and we're all in this together and understanding that we can help one another and that we can provide products that are up to your standards and expectations. And a lot of that comes from these open, meaningful conversations. Ask for the IFU, ask for the technical information. You're entitled to have that in a meaningful way and we as the suppliers have that information for you and want to help you keep your patients safe. Absolutely. And that message brought to you by Proper Manufacturing and Healthmark together. Absolutely. That's the number <laughs> one thing uh, that we can definitely agree on. Patients come first. We're always there for you guys. So thank you, Jamie. Really appreciate you taking the time for a very cool subject. And we'll hear you next time on the Ask the Educator podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. All opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters. Before using any medical device, it is important to review the device manufacturer's instructions for use.